Hello. Welcome to Connection Hello. Session, everybody. Woo! It's it's <laughs> it's episode nine of season two. We're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it's still happening. <laughs> pretty, pretty stoked. Making it work. I am your host number one here with a dear, 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 dear friend of mine, arguably my best friend of mine, who I am so pleased to join the fetching sessioning with me. Here's the here's the real question. Crown hmm? trying to steal husband's crown, ongoing oh, project. There's this isn't a this is not a contest. <laughs> That's what he thinks. That's what he thinks, and then I'm gonna. It's the, from behind. the voting was rigged. The voting was rigged. <laughs> stop the Fake count. News. Hashtag stop the count. <laughs> Would you like to be referred to as a guest host number three, as guest host number any number, as guest host animal, mineral, or otherwise? Guest this is the host important thing. Queen. Guest host queen. I love yeah, it. I just okay. Of that. I, just... I love it. So I am I am your host number one here with the wonderful brilliant, illustrious, illustrious, guest host, queen. <sighs> Woo! Yeah! Oh, that's a good word. <laughs> I was like, is that a word? It's one of those words where you say it and you're not sure if it's like almost a word, but you're off by a couple you letters. ordinarily read it. It's yeah. not something that comes up in conversation, especially with a special frequency. Yeah. So I, uh, I've said it like six times, but you know what, I'm going to say it again for this, for the snakes in the back. I'm host number one, the one whose back hurts a oh, lot no. because she had the audacity to like try to clean her house today or like oh. doing anything, doing anything will make my back hurt, but like doing anything that actually involves my back, well, like <laughs> existing is bad. <laughs> now you're, you're going to use me. I don't think that's uh. appropriate. So I'm an old lady. I'm host number one. I'm, I'm an old lady. I'm a backer. It's host queen. Tell tell yes. tell the audience a little bit about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm for the listeners who can't who don't have ESP and can't see this being imagine so, paint a yeah, picture. Yes. Paint I, a am, picture. I am joined by my lovable menace, my ginger kitty, it's named after the cat in Velvet and Candle, which is a Jimmy Stewart movie from. And now, now he's trying to eat. eat well, he, That's you know, fine. he's yeah. And this is <laughs> this is this, this is, is fine. This is like you know, you asked me to talk about myself, and I'm talking about my cat. And generally, you know, you can see him now. I feel like him. he. Yeah. I feel like anyone who owns a cat understands that. That yeah, that seems right. Like I don't own a cat, <laughs> and that just seems right. Hi, I'm I'm host queen, and my cat is currently trying to take the limelight because he rightfully believes that it's all about him, and it probably is. And he's like, "Excuse me, no, 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 you can't. Yeah. This wasn't. This is not the you time. This is always the me time." And I'm gonna chew that's on very this. True. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very accurate. I adjust to him. He doesn't adjust to me. Yeah, Bad. that's so. Welcome, guest host queen and guest host Piwacket. Because maybe I got to acknowledge the kitty in the room. This is question session, uh, as I said, uh, episode nine, not season nine. That's ambitious. Episode nine. We've got a real mishmash of topics to talk about today because this week was not fun. And so I didn't have time to think about topics that wove, you know, cohesively together. So you're getting what you're getting and you better enjoy it. But before we get started, the same thing I say every episode 
the opinions that I have, the opinions that host uh, guest host queen has, the opinions that Pie Wacket has, do not reflect. He he's a question mark. Oh, guest host queen, in my opinions, expressed during this episode. Don't reflect the opinions of our current employers, our past employers, our future employers, our friends, our family, other pets, Piwacket, believe it or not, other pets exist outside of you. I know that comes as a shock. Places we volunteer with, places we might volunteer with, the whole just, just our, just our pets. So yeah, let's get started. Topic number one in my, my weak attempt to have some kind of continuity. It at least touches on what I and OG guest host number three discussed at great length last episode. The I was seeing in the news that basically Europe has decided that the like, COVID's done now and we're good. And like, not quite like we don't acknowledge it, but they're calling it a, a COVID ceasefire where like they don't need masks and they don't need to follow guidelines because, oh, everyone's, most people are vaccinated, da da da, da. it's fine. What did we just tell you? What did we just talk about? So I, <laughs> I feel, I feel some trepidation about beginning my sojourn into this podcast with something that sounds a bit conspiratorial. But I assure you, it's not in fact conspiratorial. I'm very <laughs> anti-conspiracy theory. I think we all know at this point how insidious they can be and how harmful they can be to our security and our social fabric and all that stuff. Nevertheless, one thing that I've learned about recently, and this ties into something else that's in the news a lot, Russia lately, uh, uh, doing <laughs> doing all kinds of aggression. Yeah. So Russia, similar to what they did in our 2016 election, they did a massive sort of French social media campaign. Like they had a bunch of troll farms speaking French who just posted a ton of Facebook memes and went to a ton of French forum and just like were anti-vax. And so that <sighs> there's been this huge push from Russian sources to, I mean, and they, they did stuff to their election too, of course, but it didn't. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't have the same impact because their elections are one, take one month of campaigning. So that's nice. But yeah, so. We can dream. <laughs> So when you're talking about, you know, them saying, oh, it's over, we're done, I, I'm concerned that people in other parts of the world and not just America, too, are not, are being fed a lot of misinformation from nefarious sources and... It's just sort of seeping into the general consciousness and people aren't being critical about it. And like, so like, obviously, I mean, again, conspiratorial, someone is low key your enemy. It's in their interest to get you in the mindset of doing unhealthy, engaging in unhealthy. Yeah. Which, which I I have thought was interesting from the U.S. perspective, because I have thought it was very interesting that. Republicans have been yelling about, you know, like a lot of generally anti-vaxxers in the media tend to be Republican or right-wingers or what have you. Like, why are you sending your base to slaughter? That seems odd. But like, to your point, like, okay, in Russia's interest for their enemies or whatever, (laughs) 
to not be alive anymore. That's ideal for them. So of yeah, course it yeah. makes sense for Russia to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need a vaccine. Don't wear a mask. Yeah, I'll be fine. To then do it like, yes, the people that I depend on to vote for me, let's go have them not be alive anymore. That would be that. That makes sense for me. Yeah. yeah? No, absolutely. You know, that's a good point. It's pretty nuts because, yeah, at this point, so initially there was some vaccine hesitancy and their the stats were sort of all over the place. But at this point, France was a little bit of a problem for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, like in the U.S., the most reliable predictor of whether or not you're vaccinated is your party affiliation. Like truth, like 92 percent of Democrats are vaccinated. And like that's not including, you know, that 8 percent could be. Yeah. Well, it includes people who are immunocompromised and not eligible or right, right, have whatever other issues. So, it, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's very, I understand where Russia is coming from <laughs> and their objectives. I get it. I get it, Putin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just doing your thing. He's a, very, he's a deeply evil person, but he is canny. He is, you know, a shrewd thinker. So, yeah. So basically the thought is that may that very likely influenced a lot of maybe what Europe is deciding to do right now. Yeah, honestly that's I'm wondering about that. And so when I say conspiratorial, like caveat, so this what this did happen. There was media there they did look into this. There was a French investigation. So there there was like a Russian push. Yeah. To be, I feel like this that. is going to we're going to see this more often just in general. Yeah. No, we absolutely are and we are unprepared for it. Oh, absolutely not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so no, I'm really worried because it's stupid. It's stupid to say, let's throw caution to the. I mean, because Sweden, speaking Sweden specifically, just decided to go with the flow and not have COVID restrictions and just see what happens, flip that coin, Charles Darwin, natural selection. And it was you. Right. Mm. Great. I had lots of yeah. Great. Uh, uh, pour, some, uh, pour some aquavit out for all the Swedish people who died way more than their other European counterparts. Because again, it can't it can't happen to you until whoopsies it happened to you. And also, if I don't know anyone personally that this has happened to. It isn't real. And I know that's much more, maybe much more of a problem in the U.S. where everyone's, you know, my freedoms and my individual is, you know, me over everyone else. But just because, like, I'm very happy for those people who have gotten through this and not gotten sick. But that doesn't mean that there's tons of other people who are doing all the right things or not doing all the right things. who are still getting super duper sick. And also, like, literally, this is how we get more variants. <laughs> Like, do you want, is that what you want? Because like just the number of times that we've said on this podcast, oh, we're probably going to get another variant. And oh, like this is another variant. And then it just, we said the last time we're going to run out of Greek letters to name these things. Know, and you know, guess, yeah, that's the, I, I heard that. Yeah. And I guess that's the upside. Like I, I have no classics education. I don't know the Greek alphabet. I don't know the, yeah. So <laughs> we're all going to get educated. educated yeah. Anyway. I was never in a fraternity or so I, not in this world either. And yeah, so this, this is my first sojourn into the Greek alphabet. So, so 
Hopefully I won't learn all of it, but speaking of speaking of education, I'm gonna really clunkily segue this into our second topic, which has nothing to do with the shit that's going on in the world right now. So like I said, messy assortment of topics that we're gonna really just like scotch tape these guys together. So get ready, it's gonna be a rough ride. Speaking of education, speaking of letters, speaking of reading, speaking of books, right? Books, reading, letters. I. F- Why is everyone so into self-help books? Because I so, don't get it. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do <laughs> my work. attempt to. Yeah, no, I'm gonna do my attempt to make your segue a smooth segue, if it's okay. appropriate. But I think, out. yeah, I think absolutely. So, in preparation for this topic, I did. <laughs> You know, some very in-depth research, i.e. I searched for the best-selling help book, what the best-selling self-help books are currently. Um, The number one on Amazon mm. with a bullet is Matthew McConaughey's self-help book. Oh, God. So, <laughs> we were speaking about misinformation. <laughs> speaking about misinformation, more than any other self-help book, people are taking life lessons or uh, spiritual guidance. Christ. I mean, he did look very suave in the Lincoln commercial. So maybe everyone was like, I want to have his cool confidence. I want to look like Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercial. Okay. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's an explanation. I, I, don't I just kind of want to be chill, say something profound. He didn't, he kind of had an accent, right? He does. A little bit of an accent in the Lincoln thing. Pseudo, yes, pseudo Texas. Yeah, something vague, southern, light southern accent, the vague origins. Apologies to anyone who's like, no, that's, you know, uh, Tennessee. You don't know shit. That's correct. I don't. So, fair point. Oh, you haven't read his book. Maybe that's that's true. Maybe chapter four, How to Sound Like Me, Matthew McConaughey, the author 100% of the self help book. But even honestly, though, even like self help books that are off like they're interesting but as someone who's found herself in like a job search fairly often or not fairly often but who always just goes through the pattern of like oh what do I want to do next and blah, blah blah you know there's a million and a half how to figure out what you want to do how to apply for jobs how to interview how to do this written by you know people who not to say that there are many people who don't have fancy degrees that would write much better self-help books than Matthew McConaughey, but who are written arguably by people either in the field or with yeah. a PhD in Amazon know, degree, but, yeah. human sociology, whatever. So theoretically they have the relevant experience to write a self-help book, but I just, I can never, I think, I wonder if maybe it's because it's all, I find it all to be very pie in the sky and i would imagine maybe matthew mcconaughey's is too and now we're just now i'm just gonna fixate on like compare everything i'm talking about to the matthew mcconaughey self-help book which i've never read so thank you for that (laughs) you know this is how it's gonna work or even honestly like the job ones always get me because it's like figure out you know your passion or some different version of that and it's always (laughs) like okay so my dream job is being a beach model in cancun well okay So there's a couple of issues with that. Many issues with that. Like, that's not sustainable. That's not, I can't make a living off of that. Like, let's go down the list of reasons why, like, yeah, okay, I want to be, I want to be, yeah, uh, um, a paperclip artist. 
right? I want to be a paperclip artist who builds intricate models out of paperclips because that that brings me joy. Great. And I know it's very capitalistic of me to say, like, how are you going to make money off of that? How are you going to just live? How are you going to exist in the world such as it is with that? Right. And so these, what, what the hell are these well, books? I, <laughs> Sorry, well, go I, don't, ahead. I don't, no, I don't actually think that's capitalistic at all. Because, I mean, one thing that I think about with self-help books is, you know, it's tough because I do feel like, you know, I'm number one proponent of therapy. Everyone should get therapy, I think. Everyone, you yes. know, people should be nice to themselves. Also, as Rabbi Hillel said, if I'm not for me, who will be? You have to be an advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. I totally, 100%. And yet, hashtag <laughs> <laughs> paradox. I do, I have, you know, some reticence about the fact that self-help books are all about focusing on you and you know you read it's you know it's never about help be helpful to other people here's how to be absurd be of service here's how to positively make a difference in other people's lives it's about it's very you focused and that's the thing about job passions too that i'm just increasingly finding as you know i read more of these books and articles it's like <laughs> I don't know if anyone has the passion to be a sewage treatment engineer, but that is yeah. one of the most important things in society. That is, we need someone handling our sewage plumbing. That is so much more important than anything a paperclip artist or a beach model in Cancun does. No offense to them. God bless you all. But right, or like... About like what, what can you... Not to sound too communist now, but like what can you contribute? It's never about, it's about like, what is my passion? What, you know, which obviously yeah. there are issues because, but. Right. I also don't, how can I also I think. Yeah. Like, how can I be good? Yeah. To or even anything? though, I guess even those, maybe there are probably those job books that help you think about the, this element, this is the kind of thing you want to do. So maybe let's, let's say for, for, for the sake of argument that there's a category for like, you know, helping others or service to others. Like you, there are, cause there are people who don't have to be told to do that. There are lots of people who right. get very, find it very rewarding to do that. But I still, to your point though, I still don't think even if you fill out all the, the worksheets and the, they're not going to suggest under any circumstances, you'd be a good sewage treatment plant person, supervisor, whatever. Yes, that's the job you should do. It's going to, you know, be, I'm making it up, a teacher or a librarian right. or, which is great. That's incredible. And people, uh, it, it's not so incredible for the people in it, but it's incredible for the people who are actively doing it. Good on you. But there's so many other jobs, like these, these self-help books are inherent. I mean, they're limited. They're not, you're not going to list every possible job, but I feel like it tends to kind of route you into the same four or five right. that you already kind of knew about. Right, and or, it's all about like you, your, like you'll be incredible in this. I yeah, don't know. or to, you know, I think your point about the the inward facing, the sort of the there's and mindfulness is good and meditation is good. That's another topic that we should have talked about because I've never been good at like meditating, and that's a me problem. But the like okay. inward facing yeah. element of it, yeah. and to some extent, that's important. Right, but it all it's very you know. Well, that's why you've got the. Uh, not quite mommy bloggers, but like the the white blonde yeah. lady bloggers who were oh, like, "Oh, I'm so zen." Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that's definitely a self-help genre too yeah yeah and they've probably written their own self-help books so only third yes. under matthew mcconaughey's of course well literally literally that's who's third under matthew mcconaughey you nailed oh it completely God. you have just intuitive knowledge of this topic <laughs> and just, you know, you know. The career, advice. <laughs> career advice too it's like this is very pat but Jobs, like, this is obvious. Jobs are so different. Different industries are so different from each other. Different job processes are so different. It just, so much advice is just not applicable to so many different things. I I am just astounded that you, with, I don't think, without doing it intentionally, have, like, so seamlessly laid the groundwork, not to transition to another topic. This is still on this topic, but to, like, slightly shift to not in the individual self-help book, but I'm going to call them the business self-help books. <laughs> the like seven habits of highly effective people, how to make friends and influence oh, people. Yeah. Oh yeah. This and that, and the other thing to your point that like not one thing works for everyone and this, there is not like one perfect way to do it because if there was, everyone would do it. I also really despise so many of those business books from people who, you know, made decisions. This is why I always got annoyed with certain professors when you did examples or case studies in school. The ones who were like, this is how it happened. And so this is what you have to do. No, this is what happened under a particular set of circumstances. Of course, it was not all luck or random chance. There were certain things that you did that did or did not affect it. But if we ran this scenario 20 times, I bet if not 20 different outcomes, there would at least be 10 different outcomes. So this is not, oh, the poster child for this. This is the one business thing that works. Do this. And to your point about different industries, I love how they always, it tends to be for, it tends, certain things tend to work well for specific industries, but I love when they try to sell it to like every industry, but they always seem to go back to like, <coughs> Facebook, Amazon. <laughs> <coughs> look what they did look what they did and also just it's it's a little yeah it's look what they did not pay their workers no less so facebook more so amazon but it's just well you, they have their you know the 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 when you i don't know when you're not the ceo of a company reading these books it comes across as sometimes very very tone deaf when they're tripping over themselves to like drool over these leaders when you know either to your point about misinformation they are actively not giving a shit about allowing disinformation to spread that is that has catastrophic long-term effects globally or you know just doesn't pay their workers a living wage and treats them like absolute garbage and you know is running every local mom and pop establishment out of business because you can and you have more money than god and you choose it to try to go to space as opposed to do anything good for anyone so like yeah look how successful they are but like okay listen to what you're saying for a minute you know yeah so yeah, a lot of these people are <laughs> bankrupt. That is ultimately the bottom line. I think <laughs> like a, well, some yeah. of these books are like instructions on how to manipulate as well. Yeah, well, it's yeah. interesting that like they're meant for they're meant for you know layman's, right? They're not oh. if they're not just meant for executives, but then they're absolutely written for people. And of course, listen, I think in a vacuum, everyone would say, "Sure, I would love to make more money." If in a vacuum with all else being equal, sure. No, 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 no. I don't feel like, <laughs> but people who actually have lives 
to live and understand that there's more to the world than going to space on your fancy jet. I don't know. I've read some of these because I've either had to for school or sometimes had to for work. And it's just, oh my God. Also, I love the ones where they trip over themselves to try to justify things that are actually t bad TM. Like, oh, too much government regulation on, like, okay, oh, no. this, this is a nuanced topic, right? So I'm taking it with the greatest. Too much government regulation on businesses is bad. This Facebook and Amazon aren't like the monopoly, the you know oligopolies of yesteryear because of this reason and this reason. And I'm like, oh, we are, we are really doing some impressive gymnastics here. Here's the one example. See, would would if if Facebook was in France, we wouldn't be able to do anything because you know, and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the capitalist is showing. Nice Jesus Look at Bill Gates' monstrosity. At least they had like architectural appreciation, bought good art. Yeah, yeah they're not the same. Of course. Yeah, I mean, and so. Or highlighting companies that are like, I was reading a book where they were highlighting a company that was a fast fashion brand and. You know, I it's people, not everyone can afford to buy $300 shirts. And so that's, again, it's a nuanced topic. But they were like, again, tripping over themselves to highlight this fast fashion retailer. And I'm like, but here's, here's the thing about fast fashion retailers. Super bad for the, you know, oh, like, this is great. And it's like, there's no, you're saying all this stuff because, you know, you know, you're going to die before there's any repercussions is really what it is. <laughs> like that's the re like you're gonna die you're gonna be in space before you have to deal with the repercussions of all of the terrible things you're doing to people on the planet that's probably what it is so i've always <laughs> felt that like with self-help books for most of them like taken at a very very basic level just the tiny grain of truth core essence of them you know there there's some good stuff there like there's there's some seeds of wisdom and if you just take them wisdom excuse me and their most general Take them as generally as possible but when they start elaborating and that's when <laughs> it, it's ooh, vague yeah. and you know morally uncomfortable sometimes and i was really excited too that you brought up this topic because <laughs> i i was hoping to get a chance to talk about a book that traumatized me in the 90s called who moved my cheese i don't know if you ever heard of this this book was huge I knew it because they were selling it at Office Max, and I was like, "Why is there a book at Office Max?" I feel I've heard of it. I don't think I've read it. I've read a couple I mean, of those business books, but <laughs> there's no so. Essentially, the gist of it, it's really so. I was a kid, and I was like, "This like this is a very funny title," and obviously, that's part of the marketing. I, well, know, I love the image of little you in an Office Max. Yes. I eight year old me. I wish to read this book. Well, it was, well, that was honestly a problem I had too. I was like, this shouldn't be this readable for me. Like, if I can like get like this, this book should not be this popular because it, it is very digestible. But so like the the gist of it is so there's some rats in a maze and well so first it's people at a, like a cocktail party or something and one of them's like i'm gonna tell you the story about the rats in the maze it's like you don't have to have like narrative conventions this is just <laughs> like medieval whales but this is a self-help book this is so layers they, layers to the story right that the, they they think so i guess and so <laughs> the researchers are taking the cheese away little by little and 
One of the mice is like, well, who cares? There's still cheese there every day. And the other mouse is like, no, but clearly they're taking the cheese away. So instead of going through the maze this way, I'm going to find a new way through the maze. And then one day the cheese is all gone. And the first mouse is like, hey, who moved my cheese? Title card. And the second mouse is That's the title of the book. (laughs) Exactly. Called it. And the second mouse is fine because he went through the maze a different way and found some other cheese. And so the idea, I mean, again, speaking of just like having just a general like tiny grain of wisdom. Sure. Okay. Don't become a creature of habit. Pay attention to the writing on the wall. Thank you for the cliff notes. Thank you. And everyone, everyone you're welcome for the cliff notes. (laughs) So, but I think too, it gets something that like bothers me a lot of like the four agreements or all these business self-help books. It's not so much that people don't know. It's that a lot of these things you're requiring people implement hey guess what they're kind of hard like i was like if your business is dying just do it (laughs) just do this right just Just get a new job if you're because you know it's like a business metaphor it's like if your industry is flailing like yeah just go back to college for five years like just return just and surprise whoever wrote that book like there's no guarantee there's actually going to be cheese anywhere else in the maze right I don't also, think was, I thought about like the print shop because that was a business I knew was dying. And like, if you're someone who's like 50 something at the time and you have an independent print store that, you know, everything's digital now and Kinko's was taking over then, it's like just get a new career. Like you sell, no one's going to buy your business. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, or- giving up your life is hard. <laughs> Or just like step one, you need a lot of money. So, you know, right. get a lot of venture funding or, like get you know, get a, it's like, oh, okay. I'll what? just, yes. I'll just call up 1-800-MY-RICH-DAD. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know I needed money. Like step one, get a cool loan of $6 million from your dad. <laughs> and yeah, or just even I... This is somewhat adjacent, but those be an empowered woman books that mean well. But again, it's like when one person is telling the story, there was one book that like I was always it's my mom was like, you have to read this, you have to read this. And I read most of it. And it was again interesting if you took it as sort of a like a biography or an autobiography, rather. Okay, like this is listening to sort of how someone figured it out in the chart, but it's never like, oh, you know, always never be afraid to ask and do it this way and I did it this way. And it's like, okay, yes, but again, you are not me and I am not you and I am not somebody else oh. and your boss is not my boss. And while it is yes. objectively true that women are paid less and are treated differently and all of that, that is of course true. You saying go in and do that does not necessarily translate to me going in and doing that. And, and there, so yeah, it's, there's it's, some survivorship bias just, there as yeah. well. Like you can yeah. say, you know, I did this and it worked out so everyone should do that. Maybe it worked out in spite of you doing that, not because of it. And maybe, yeah, or, maybe, or, right, or you happen, yeah, you happen to know somebody again, right. whether or not you were aware of it, who, you know, pulled for you or didn't pull for you or what, like there's like the, the point of just, there's so many other factors in everyone's. So taking, I think the problem is if self-help books didn't position themselves so much as gospel, like this is what you right. have to do and more of, Hey, this is something to think about. This is something that that has worked for me or that we've seen work, but everyone's different, but just like something to chew on. 
Think right. about it. But that doesn't sell books, right? Yeah. To your point, like Matthew McConaughey was like, yeah, you're, you know, it's just my opinion. I'm not saying you should do everything that I do and talk like I do in the Lincoln commercials, but no one's going to buy it. You'd be like, this is my, the Matthew McConaughey's, I love it. He has a self-help book. The Matthew McConaughey self-help book, be Matthew McConaughey. I wish you be him. This is how I become successful. This is exactly yeah, right? what so I do. That's the life I want. Just a if bunch I, of bad If I fill out these spreadsheets and attend this seminar, it's gonna work. So I've honestly, you know, the ones are like, you have to commit to this. Like, ah, you know, I don't. Right. I mean, I don't that, know. and that's like you get. I think you've touched on it like exactly what my issue is too. Because like when they when they say these things about here's what. Like you need to be a woman who demands things. Okay, like, yeah, I think everyone knows that to some extent you need to go after what you want. But that is hard for a variety of reasons. Also, I see you, white lady, writing this book. Yes. Yeah. Acknowledge, for instance, that if right. you were not a white lady, or we've talked about it in other podcasts, if you are young, or you look young, or if you look too old. Certainly. You know, you unless you're in the perfect window, depending on who you're talking to, no one's going to, it doesn't matter what you do. Being conventionally attractive is also a huge help. Yeah, being conventionally attractive helps in a lot of different ways. Thanks, Matthew. That's Matthew McConaughey in his help as a book. Yeah, maybe he gives beauty tips. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all that, like, you know, business self-help, but it's like, have an idea no one else has thought, oh, okay, but... Yeah, it would be yeah. great to have an idea no one else but Yeah. And I think your survivorship bias point is very good too because it's like, yes, let's highlight all the ones who did it and ignore. Oh. We they sometimes they touch on it like, "Oh, this doesn't work for everyone." But they never get into it. And sometimes oh. that can be really valuable for people because and it's almost like I don't want to admit that my method that there's that there's caveats, you know, to my method. Just admit it. Give people the full picture because then they can think about does right. this make sense for me? Is approaching this from any kind of angle sensible? To your point, you know, oh, well, listen, if you're in your mid 50s and you've been running a print shop your entire life, you can go back to school if you want to, but think about if that really makes sense for you right now. Is there perhaps something else, a different way you could do it? Is there this or that or something else? Because it's not the same thing as you're a 30 something who decides to go back to school. Right, exactly. But it's like, no, do it. This is the way to do it. Oh, self-help looks are the worst. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so another thing that I think is such a good point, too, is you're saying very individualized and they need to, it would help if they would be more realistic about whether or not it works for everyone. I mean, if there was just a clear answer, if there was a very straightforward path to succeeding in business, it's like all these mad money CNBC shows or oh, all these yeah investment it's like if there was an obvious way this was very clear you couldn't actually make money because everyone would be yeah. doing it right if there was so a very if there was such an obvious way to succeed in your career and live yeah. your passion and make more money than anyone knows what to do with everyone would yeah. be doing it right generally the solution is to get a cool six million loan from your dad but if you don't if you can't do that then yeah there's not really a great way to to reliably do that yeah i'll write a self-help book titled get six million from your dad how to make a lot of, <laughs> make a lot of money oh, yeah. and live that your passions cool. and i'll just start like listen in order for this to work get six million from your dad and then 
or your mom or your aunt, whatever. I would 100% buy that book just a a continuous acknowledgement of all the help someone got. That would be so, because, yeah, I mean, that would be inspiring on the one hand because, like, you know, chicken soup for the soul esque human interest, but also just chicken soup for the soul, the third descendant of. The chicken soup hedge fund empire, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's that's a good point too. They're probably really rolling in it off of all those tears, but yeah. But then just like, and here is actually why I'm able to succeed. Like, here are all the various points at which I could have failed but didn't because of my luck. six million dollars from my dad, uh, yeah, or luck. <laughs> so shockingly, we've we've we don't actually need to dip into our super secret. Mega ultra special topic number three. We will tuck that away in our pockets for another time when host number one can't think of something good to say. <laughs> but I'm trying to think, is there something? Stay tuned for the convention session self-help book. How to how to get rich and have a good time. Uh, colon, get six million dollars from your family. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't even talk about the dating self-help books. Oh my gosh, Linda! Let's let's dead it. Let's take like a solid couple of minutes. Let's do it. This is important. Let's do the date. Let's touch. Let's dip our toe in the dating self help pool. So, have you? Do you know about the rules? I think that's the best selling dating. Self-help no, book. but I feel like I don't. I don't think I have the emotional or mental capability to look at a dating self help book, let alone these other. Like I can't finish these other ones. I think that would just. I I get alcohol poisoning. I think if I tried to read. <laughs> Books. I think, Tell me yeah, about it. I think that's correct. I think that's the correct response. So again, like with all self-help books, I think if you just take the bare bones, just glean the essence, like some basic lesson, sure, okay. Like it tells you stop worrying it, like do things to, that are interesting to you and try to be an interesting person for yourself. Don't just do it for a man. Okay, cool. Don't be clingy. Sure. Don't be clingy. But basically, I mean, it's sort of, I would be horrified by the man who responded to all of this. And it, it's very gendered. Like it's mm. done very strict gender rules. So the whole idea is just make him insecure constantly. It's, you know, never, oh. like, on your, it's something like on your second date, find an excuse to leave halfway through. Um, never answer his calls the first time is one of the rules. Never call him is another rule. Never accept, it's, you know, never accept a date less than a week out. So the whole idea is just be very unavailable and make it seem like... Play mind games, which is the fundamental, the bedrock of any good relationship. Manipulate him and make him feel insecure and that he has to chase you. Which is... This book is hugely successful, which is horrifying. Well, and I feel like, I feel like that's honestly, isn't that kind of similar... I feel like a lot of men get to- not quite the same thing, but I'm hearing elements of like the stereotypical, you know, oh, wait three days to text yeah. back and like, don't be too like emotionally attacked. Go listen, life is short. That's shitty advice. Life is short, man. But yeah, talk yeah, about a bad take. Have a really- Both of you are just ignoring each other. Like, how is that? <laughs> It's, it's just, just like every just like every uh heterosexual marriage in a sitcom but um so, that's- well, and so the woman who wrote the rules got divorced which was ah yeah uh, wait sorry let me 
What? <laughs> Was that better? Here you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah no. She didn't. <laughs> Almost like if you spend your dating period trying to manipulate someone instead of getting to know them. So in summary, self-help books are bad. Dating self-help books are the absolute worst. Matthew McConaughey, I hope it's not a dating self-help book. So help us. We're screwed. So honestly, yeah, oh, like, yeah, he, he read actually if you, if you, listen or don't listen to Matthew McConaughey. If, if unless if he's talking about dating, don't. If he's talking about how to sound cool in a Lincoln, get a hear him out. Yeah, no. <laughs> to, take take self help books with a heaping spoonful of salt. I'm sure there's things to be learned from them, but don't take them as a as the end all be all because uh, that that's not a good idea. And apparently, is a one way ticket to divorce town if you do the dating dating one. So uh, abrupt abrupt close because I'm doing great today. Self help book on how to end a podcast coming soon. Not for me. Thank you all for listening to us quetch about a little bit, a little bit of COVID and misinformation, and a lot of self help and misinformation. So listen, that's the overall theme: misinformation on a global scale, misinformation on an individual scale. You called it. You see, this this is why you're a genius. You've summed it up. On the fly. Yes, tied it all together with the main theme. We did it. We did it. We're champions. We win. And we're going to write a self-help book uh, on something. Something along those lines. And you all, you all have been a lovely audience. Thank you, listeners, for listening to the convention. <laughs> Thank you for listening to, ve- to, to Vetchin. To Vetchin, or as it's more commonly known, Kvetchin Session. As I say at the end of every episode, transitioning back to the global pandemic that we're currently in. Sorry, Putin. Still in it. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay, Putin. I think I think happy about that unfortunately yeah so, yeah. yeah so even well <laughs> putin or anyone else who's listening to this podcast whether or not you think the pandemic should be over we ask you just three three simple things wear your mask preferably a good one please get boosted if you're in the position to be able to do it and in a place where they are available and be kind to one another and maybe and maybe consider that being kind to yourself can also involve to some extent being kind to other people as well also because i thought i mentioned it at the beginning and i didn't because i'm not together today happy black history month so an additional fourth note this month and every month and for the whole year yeah and happy lunar new year happy lunar new year and happy lunar new year Please support Black-owned businesses and artists all the time. All the time, not just now. But if you haven't yet, now is a great time to start. And to those who's, who are celebrating, I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Year of the Tiger. Rah, rah. And um, <laughs> we will see you again in a couple of weeks. We love you so much. Mwah, mwah. Hugs and kisses. Happy Black History Month. Read about, oh, yeah, go down to Robert Small's Wikipedia hole. He's super fascinating for Black History Month. That's my self-help advice. We'll link, we'll link to his Wikipedia page <laughs> at the end of the podcast in the description box below. I promise. Bye-bye. Bye.